Time's up. Let's do this. We're in for a wild night. <laughs> Hey, welcome, 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 everybody, to episode 134. Uh, I almost did that wrong. A Born to be Wild. A uh, wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, as always, Nate Wolf. It is great to be back on this beautiful Friday evening here from southern sun... Uh, sunny dark now southern california live from my mom's house what up uh joined by three of my favorite people we have a very special mm-hmm. guest joining you tonight i'm feeling quite rusty um but i'm am here and i'm doing great and i'm uh very happy to be back so uh yeah i i will just like skip over to me and someone else can talk now hydra how are you tonight it's great to see you. <laughs> i'm doing great coming at you from the very very wet and will be wet for the next four to five months greater vancouver area and i'm so happy to be here and out from the rain it stopped this afternoon but like i'm like a cat in the morning when i leave the house and it's pouring rain i have to like run to my truck and i look all grumpy and miserable like it's just <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Like, I just can't, I, I can't stand it. But now I'm here with my best buds and we're going to have a great show. And it's just the, the best time of the week. Absolutely. Uh, Sheep, hey, we missed you last week, but welcome back. It's great to see you. How are you today? Meowdy and welcome from the thawing denver area um yeah i i I listened to to the podcast last week so you know i i didn't feel like i was missing out too much Ah, though though i will say not not being present for one of the lore episodes broke my heart a little bit especially for our lord and savior yog saran so thank you very much goliath for taking us on that uh that that history but with us today is not goliath with us today is Shmoopy Daddy! Hey, what up? Praise Yog. Shmoopy Daddy, welcome to the show, dude. Uh, It's been a while. Welcome back. Who's the dude with the hobo beard, and why did you let him on? He looks like he's funny. I, he kind of just snuck in. I don't. I don't know how that happened. He left the door unlocked. I was saying before the show, uh, it was uh, really weird. It's been. I think it's like to it, maybe not to the day, but like my first show with you guys was was two years ago on a Black Friday. So it's it's really neat, kind of having that symmetry, being back on a Black Friday, uh, just kind of accidentally. Uh, I, I know I reached out to Nate last week, and I was just like, hey. I think this CN server going down is a really big deal. And I, I, I know this week's a lore episode and I don't want to take away from it, but if you guys want me to do a bunch of research and then throw you what I got or whatever, uh, I'd love to do it. And so um, I've got, you know, some info from, uh, you know, informal interviews with people like soda and a couple other people. And uh, I'm really excited to share that info with you guys today. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're able to to make it and come on as well. You were like, "Hey, you, I can write it up, and you guys can share it." We're like, no, 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 no. You come, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but this it's, is all you, man. <laughs> it's it's great to have you back. So, um, yeah, excited, excited. It's great to see you, and uh, always a pleasure. No, love to be on. Love to be on. Absolutely. So, in order to to get to that, first we have a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. So. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. Let me briefly explain how this show works. 
We record this very podcast live every Friday evening at twitch.tv slash born to be wild HS. And the video version of this podcast is then posted to YouTube shortly thereafter. Audio versions are also distributed to all the podcast apps. So however you're watching, listening, or absorbing via osmosis, this podcast today, thank you. Yes, you. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, everybody, for being here, for supporting the show, for hanging out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you may want to reposition your mic a little, Nate. <laughs> I bump it. Oops. <laughs> yeah. You got all look excited. Got, I... <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Anyways, yes, I'm excited to be here. Uh, thank you all to uh, for those of you who are hanging out watching live here on Twitch. Uh, we always appreciate it. It's fun to to interact um, during the live show to see the comments and and um, chat with y'all. Uh, but also thank you to Shokunin, the executive producer of our show, and to our patrons. Thank you so much for your support. Um, Brief housekeeping before we start the show proper. Just wanted to not only say thank you to those folks, but also if you are interested in supporting us at all, uh, if you like, comment, subscribe to any of our stuff on YouTube, that helps people find us. If you want to leave any um, uh, reviews, feedback on any of the podcasts on your various platforms, whether it's um, you know, Amazon, Google, iTunes, whatever, um, that always helps. And uh, yeah, uh, we've got links to like all of our stuff, um, all the locations that you can listen to the show, to watch the show. Uh, to the past lore episodes, to our merch shop, and all of that um, on our website, which is born to be wildhs.com. Again, born to be wildhs.com. And uh, yeah, uh, finally, it looks like Twitter did not die over the last week. We all kind of made like emergency um, hive accounts, uh, and 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 we shall see. But um, but anyways, know. if you're if you're interested in interacting with any of us, um, the best place to do it is Discord. We do have a Discord server. It's a free online community where we hang out and share deck lists and jokes and uh, funny usernames, memes, and, and all that fun stuff. So if you're interested, um, we'll post the link in chat. But if you go to our website again, borntobewildhs.com, there's links to um, the Discord channel and all of that stuff as well. So anyways, yeah. Um, great to see everybody uh and and yeah let's let's just do the thing we have some um news to get into before we cover the the big story about um blizzard going down in the uh the china server but uh, we do have a few news items so without Welcome further ado the news. the news is so good <laughs> yeah there's some fun things right um oh yeah we, oh yeah we we got some uh perfectly timed halloween uh skins just in time for hollow i mean thanksgiving i mean christmas i guess i don't know <laughs> it, it's a little late but i guess better late than never uh it's like a nightmare so, before christmas thing yeah there you go i oh, you know that's thinking that's I, I like the witch Jaina uh, skin. It's actually pretty cool. And then there's a mummy, mummy Murgle, Morgle. Um, so, I've actually whatever. been using that more than the the Jaina one because I've been playing some Murloc Shaman and a uh, in standard. That's been fun. Oh, fun. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I've been saving like these bundles for the uh, the new cards, so I've got a whole bunch of packs ready to open. Um, gosh, about a week from now. So, oh, man. 
No, two weeks from now. Two, two weeks. Sad. Two weeks. I got excited. Oh, it was because there's something else coming up in one week. Oh, what's that, <laughs> Nate? <laughs> Here's the good news part. So, yeah, we, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to announce this yet, but whatever. We got invited <laughs> back to the Theorycraft stream. Um, so that's really exciting. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be um, next Thursday. So it, it depends on what. Uh, they're doing it on two days this year, but it depends what region you're in. Um, so for people in EU, um, and I think Australia or somewhere, they're doing different things. But anyways, uh, so next Thursday, December the 1st, is the new March of the Lich King th- theorycraft stream um, that we'll be participating in. So uh, last expansion, it was 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., this time they're having is um, the anybody playing um, wild is going to be playing in the afternoon, so it's going to be um, three o'clock p.m. until nine o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Uh, yeah, so we'll be participating in that. Same. And we don't need to take the whole day off of work either, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah no, I'm so excited because uh, I just started a new job, right? Um, and uh, and and so like it, I mean, I, I have some time that I could take or I could, you know, but it's like, it's, it's bad form, right? I've only been there for like yeah. a month. And so I was like, I was thinking, oh man, if they invite us, I'm not going to be able to participate. Maybe someone else can take my spot or whatever. And now like, okay, I'm going to miss a couple hours of it, but that's okay. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm like pretty stoked to be invited. Our, uh, our numbers are like, cause we stream once a week, right. To do the show and we do it for, for kind of fun and for the community, but not like regular streamers, like the big name people. And so I was like, Oh, I wonder if we're going to get invited back. Maybe yes, maybe no. Um, but, but, but here we are. So I, I'm so excited. So big thank you to, um, Alkali and to the, uh, Hearthstone community thank folks. You. Um, thank it's, you. It's, it's always, a uh, mercy boot. An... <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor to be invited and, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, do our best so i that's that's really cool though um be able to uh well deserved as the as the premier wild podcast well deserved i think uh, what do we say we used to be able to say the first the first wild podcast that we used to say the only wild podcast we could say the uh longest running wild podcast running longest running there we go that that still works we're consistent at least oh yeah Yeah. Or according to Ben Brode, the first and best Hearthstone podcast. Right? Right? <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> I, I don't have that on the soundboard. So <laughs> oh, I'll have to find it. Yeah. The first and best. Wild. Oh, and he didn't even say wild. He just said the first no, and best Hearthstone. Hearthstone podcast. <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, it's great. Oh Where yeah, is it? I'll uh, I'll I'll find it. Anyways. It's in our YouTube uh, page somewhere there, but yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> so is your face? Oh, oh, thank you. I'm super excited for this. Uh, finding out it was in the afternoon was is pretty great because I've used basically all my time off this year, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh man, I know it's coming. And then, yeah, I found out that it's going to be in the afternoon. So I'm just going to duck out a little bit early that day. I already talked to my manager and in the clear for that one. 
Um, I will be taking off one hour early at the end of it. Um, I've made a commitment with my wife. We have become bigger nerds than we ever thought we would ever become because we have started our very first D&D campaign. Yo, let's go. Yeah, and we're doing it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I I never thought I'd see the and I'm I'm so excited. My wife had like the best time in the world making her character and and so did I and we um, met this new group and yeah, we we started yesterday. So we're going to do it every Thursday at 8 p.m. Oh, nice. You have to watch Harmon Quest if you haven't. It's, so good. Uh, it's so funny. Harmon Quest. I'll I'll show you later when we're not live, but it is great. Okay. It's so great. So it, your you, you can watch it. Oh, you can watch it uh, online. Is is I think where you need to watch it. But um, anyways, we do have a, a couple more smaller news items. So the Hearthstone team released like a blog post where they were talking about the theory craft theory crafting live streams, and that's where they just happened to like drop this little nugget of information along in that same post. But it's really pretty cool. So they're going to be doing a new method of uh, it, it's almost like duplicate protection. I think we've talked about it before, but they clarified. And so I'm just going to read yeah. it because it's easier. So they call it improved redundant card handling. We often include specific non disenchantable cards as part of rewards tracks, events, achievements, and shop purchases. Starting with 25.0, if you claim one of these but already own a lower quality, a lower quality copy that's disenchantable, you'll get a pop-up that offers to re-roll the lower quality copy to a different card of the same rarity of that card set. For example, Diamond Grandmaster Romath is on the March of the Lich King Tavern Pass. If you already own the Golden Romath, when you claim the Diamond, you'll immediately get a pop-up offering to re-roll the Golden version into a different March of the Lich King Golden Legendary, which of course respects duplicate protection. Furthermore, cool. this feature also applies when you find a signature card in a pack. Happy collecting. So if you have one rarity of it and you open a better rarity, it will offer to re-roll the lower quality rarity, which is pretty cool, because especially for the like golden ones. Like, oh my gosh. Um, I can't tell you how many... like. Uh, that it's happened to me so many times where I got like golden Finley or golden. Um, I don't know. Anyone got a, a Savara hat trick? I have, I have <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> I keep waiting for it to get nerfed because like it's a good card. So I'm like mm-hmm. I'm holding on to my golden and my normal copy. But like yeah, I've got I've got two Savaras. Yeah, and in, in, in Quest Mage, it's typically like a third or sorry, fourth and fifth uh, ice block, right? <laughs> <laughs> however many you need <laughs> another one <laughs> yeah yeah basically uh but yeah this is pretty cool um good news i think that uh yeah i don't know nothing to complain about on this one it seems like a cool thing yeah so what what i really like about it and, and like you said they they kind of like announced it before but the this clarification has has definitely deobfuscated people things for people um what i really like about it is that it means that there's no longer like a wrong order to open packs like if you decide to do a pre-opening like you know in the 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 week before everything actually you know goes live you're not penalized for that like just making it to where everything's more intuitive and like just seems like a great quality of life improvement which they've been doing a ton of lately so big fan 
it feels bad to know after you've opened your packs that you've done it in the wrong order. Right. Yeah. So, well, yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, you'll be able to do like sheep was saying, um, the, uh, tavern, what do you call them? Uh, uh, um, early release opening. You can make your own, um, my brain is trying to say tavern Firesides. brawl. Fireside. Fireside. Thank you. Sorry. That's. Anyhow. I kept on wanting to say tavern gathering since you said tavern. <laughs> right. Right. Tavern right. Got stuck in there. Tavern gathering. <laughs> Golly, Bob, howdy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, but that is an opportunity if you are interested in opening packs early. Um. I will not, uh, just because most of my pack, like I've been saving all these standard packs and all of these class specific packs, um, and you won't be able to open those. You'll just be able to open your Lich King packs. And so I'm just going to wait and do them all at once. Yeah. But, but still, this is really cool. Um, and then something interesting. So, uh, we had found out that one of the, Diamond cards that we'll be getting for for this set from the Tavern Pass is uh, it's called Grand Magister Romath, which is a, a mage card. And so people were complaining like, "Oh God, here it goes! Mage is getting another Diamond Legendary, another one." <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, which prompted Celestalon to respond in this whole giant thread about um, the you know respond to not another mage or Diamond Mage card tweet so i'm just going to read this because it's kind of interesting and uh we're getting a lot more diamond cards this time than we have in the past anyways i'll just read it uh so so here's the tweet um i saw a few comments about grand magister romath getting a diamond card mage again and wanted to add some context slash clarification another one most expand Most expansions have two or sometimes three diamond cards. This time, there are five. When picking cards to diamondize, class distribution is important, as well as the excitement for the character, how suitable the art is for it, and other factors. In this case, we planned to diamondize the entire canon Blood Elf Council, uh, Haldoran, Romath, Lorthamar, Liadrin, plus one of the Death Knight cards. However, things don't always go as planned. Not every art piece is well suited for being diamondized. That turned out to be the case with Haldoran's art, a beautiful piece, but it posed problems for diamondizing. So we looked for suitable alternatives and ended up swapping Haldoran for a second Death Knight card. It's the launch of the DK or Death Knight. People are going to be excited about it. And another uh, another one of theirs was a well-known character. <laughs> Uh, that was well suited to it. So yes, Romath is getting another mage diamond, but class distribution is still important to us, and there's also a paladin, neutral, and two death knight diamonds. Uh, I think he had another one here too. Okay, so there's a couple follow-ups to this too. Thought of more relevant info to share. We also have to decide on which cards to make diamond and signature art for early enough in the process to have time for that to happen in time, and a lot can still change in that time when it comes to card design. Uh, for example, there's at least one signature card for every class, but there's also one card that was in Death Knight when we picked it for signature and moved to neutral. That um, 
and one that was in neutral and moved to, you guessed it, mage. Mm. I know, I know, I can hear the devs love mages cries from here, but it, it mm. wasn't that way when we picked it, to, picked it to signature. It wasn't intended that mages got two signatures, it's just the result of simultaneous processes that both take time. The extra one is free from an event. So I almost yeah, feel bad that he feels the need to defend themselves so badly on this. <laughs> I will say, like, it, it it is kind of funny though. I know they have to plan this stuff early, but like Mage Mage does typically get the extra uh the diamond cards, whatever, the portraits. Mage probably has more than all the rest. Uh except Nemzi, right? There's like twelve Nemzi. There's like twelve Nemzi portraits <laughs> for Warlock. Uh yeah, right. There you go. There's the new mage one. <laughs> Just in time for um, Halloween. <laughs> a month late. <laughs> well, I think like, uh, mage is the most popular class across all levels, right? Like you, you go through the tutorial playing as mage, and some people just like never switch off. They be just they are yeah. mage mains for life. So I spent two years only playing mage when they, this game started because of that. So that I was think the like only thing I did that's always kind of like in the back of your mind that like, you know, this is in the back of their minds. So I thought like initially the criticism was kind of valid. It's just like, really, we're going to cater to mage again, but like hearing him like absolutely eviscerate that reasoning with like, no, this is here. What here's what actually happens, which also gives them an opportunity to kind of pull back the curtain and kind of show us exactly what their process looks like and how tight their work schedule really is. I think was like just, solid win-win for him and for us just knowing what's going on yeah no i I think so too and i don't know i um it's interesting to hear anytime there's some dev insight they've been a little more quiet since xr has gone but it was nice to see um yeah i don't know i don't really have much more to add this is the first time like there's been like such a crazy amount of like life events for all of us that we haven't been as like I think spend as much time looking at all the new stuff before it's coming out. Uh, I guess we'll have to do that to kind of prep for our thing next week. Um, Excitement about crafting stream, right? But uh, but anyways, yeah, it, this one I think is going to be super fun for me when it comes out to be able to like see all the new cards and build the stuff and and really kind of take it uh, f- fresh without I don't know a bunch of of thought beforehand. But uh, yeah, and I'm still curious. We still haven't seen what the um, premiere cards are going to look like or signature cards are going to look like live in client, uh, though yeah. we, we will next week. Um, so that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Oh, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to see them, actually. So we'll, we'll have to try them out. I hope they uh, look good. They look a little dark. Like They look like, like crap in my... <laughs> I really hoping they're not bad looking. I hope not too. I I I have not liked what I've seen so far, but then again, they've just been static screenshots and I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They and it I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a swing and a miss, maybe they're super cool and we just don't know that yet. Um only time will tell. We we talked about it a lot last week, so I don't want to spend too much One time more on week. that. One more week and we'll know. The end yeah. is nigh. The last thing that I have, and it's not really news news, but um, I was like sharing them and the timing was was spot on here. As of three days ago, there was a brand new um, meta snapshot, a wild meta snapshot from Tempo Storm 
Um, and these are always fun. There's links to it in the show notes. There's links on our Discord and everything. But it's kind of neat to see um, what they think is a tier one, tier two, that sort of thing. And uh, it's kind of the same old, same old that you would expect. Uh, Miracle Rogue is very good. No surprise there. Reno Priest, Free Shaman, back in tier one, and then tier two, even Shaman. Uh, I know Blue Train used that to hit Legend. Secret Mage, Beast Hunter. Uh, which is our like copper hunter pirate rogue is what I used to hit legend. Um, Dragon druid, Reno druid, aggro priest. Aggro priest is back, huh? Yeah, I've seen two, quite a few of them. Interesting. Called aggro priest tier one statistically underplayed across all levels, Um, but it's underplayed to the point where you wonder if there's enough data for that to be like. That's, is that just a fluke or just like the best aggro priest players playing aggro priest? And before yeah. somebody says, well, it's an aggro deck, it's brain dead. Um, I used to think that way about aggro priest, but somebody I'm close to who's probably the best aggro priest player I know is just like, no, the deck's all math. Like, you know how much reach you've got, you know how much, like, you're anticipating top decks. Like, you're playing a lot ahead if you're playing that deck, right? Um, so I think. Mm, Tempo Storm is probably saying, well, Aggro Priest is probably better than we would normally rate it. We'd probably normally put it in Tier 3, but we don't think it's that good. But more people are going to be playing it, so we're going to find out real soon. So they probably split the baby and just put it at the bottom of Tier 2. Yeah. how I read it. Bottom of 2 makes sense. Um, I, I think that's a fair place for it. It's, it's good, but it's not. It's probably not Tier 1, like VSS. Yeah, I, I've played around with it a, a lot, and I feel like, and and this is reflected in the Tempo Storm uh, snapshot here, that both Pirate Rogue um, and even Shaman are are just kind of more better situated in the meta, which, like I said, is, you know, reflected in the, the tiering here. Uh, so it being overrepresented, perhaps, in, in some of the, the higher levels makes sense for it to be bottom of tier two. Yeah, that seems about right. I don't know. I was surprised to see it there. I... I don't, I don't usually know. struggle against it. Like if I'm playing Pirate Rogue or even Shaman, I haven't had too much difficulty when I run into the Aggro Priest. So maybe it's not too good into the other Aggro decks. I don't know. I think Needle is a big part of it. Like, do you get Needle down? Because I've cleared an even Shaman board that had an Anchor Totem up by just going infinite with Shadow Visions and just using all three Needle charges. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, then like it, it they it seems that the build that the vs shifted to looked a lot like what you'd see from the china server uh, haha except it had cathedrals <laughs> in two spots where you would see najak and so uh serena Bloodfeather. Mm. um but otherwise they looked like almost like the same like 28 of the same 30 cards and, and like i've played around with those cards i think i've i've kept the Chinese list and played that and been very satisfied with it. But like, like Sheep said, it's like there are outs, but it's like you said, it's not as it's like, you need a needle scam in order mm-hmm. to, to win those matchups a lot of times. Otherwise you're like face racing and that's not a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like aggro priest, if you mulligan correctly at a hard mole for the, the needle um, be like it, if you're in a face race, just discovering additional copies of um, Mind Blast is just how you kind of win that race uh, through Shadow Visions mm-hmm. or kind of tutoring it out with the uh, <laughs> Shadow Draw Visions that I'm dra- drawing a blank on the name of. But 
Um, one of those. I don't know off yeah. the top of my head. I but I know you. I exactly which one you're talking about, right? Exactly. Um. So it, it makes sense that it's lower than than the other tier two <laughs> aggro decks, but but also having some play if you mulligan correctly and and get lucky with draws makes sense. It's also drive in the shadows. That's the one. So like, that's good. So is your face. Sorry, what? Huh? <laughs> Threw us all off sheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I what 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 was whoever saying? <laughs> I just said it's it's good that it's tier two at all or considered tier two at all. That probably means that it's been underplayed as an archetype. Oh, right? yeah. I didn't see any of it. I haven't seen it in months. I was surprised to see it here. So, and Big Priest is not on this list at all. I ran into that a ton. So I don't know. They have it listed in tier three, like pretty low in tier three. So I don't know. Um, but anyways, uh, I liked your segue though. I think let's let's get into this week's kind of big like news or special topic. We talked about it a little bit last week, um, but we just kind of skimmed the surface, and so we're gonna do kind of a deep dive. So last week, Blizzard announced that they were well. I don't know if they announced it per se, but the news broke that Blizzard Entertainment and NetEase are suspending game services in China. And Blue Train uh, kind of explained how that works. So if you want to do business in China, you've got to go through them. Like you have to have um, a sponsor, for for lack of a better word, right? To um, partner with uh, to take your company or or industry or whatever. And uh, I guess there been a breakdown in contract negotiations or whatever, but Blizzard will no longer be doing, um, have their games be available in China effective January 23rd of 2023. So looking like two months from now. Yeah. Right. Which is, is, is pretty crazy. Um, And the, uh, like, uh, let me just say one, one quick thing. And then I will pass the mic over to Shmoopy who has done a lot of um, research and and talked to a lot of people on this, but uh, making kind of sad whale noises, right? The people that when you, so you buy these games, right? Um, Anytime you're buying digital games, you're buying a license to use the product. Uh, you don't own the game per se, like unless you buy a disc and you have a disc or, or whatever it is that you can install on your computer, um, you are buying a license to use the stuff. And so you've got this digital account with digital cards and uh, like they can take it away. If you look at the end user license agreement, it's pretty crazy. So it says right here, like by using any of their games. So this is like, Diablo and Hearthstone and Overwatch and StarCraft, whatever it is, um, just by playing the games, you're agreeing to the end user license agreement that covers things like you can't cheat and you can't hack your account and you there's there's certain things that are prohibited. Um, uh, but anyways, it says right here that they reserve the right to terminate this agreement at any time for any reason or for no reason with or without notice to you. So they can revoke your, you know, your license for no reason with no notice. (laughs) And in the event of termination, any right that you have to any pre-purchase game or virtual goods, such as digital cards 
are forfeit with no refunds. And so these poor folks in China. So this is like, hey, if mm-hmm. if so we've seen this in the past when somebody's like cheating or whatever, and like, all right, well, we're you're just banned and your account is gone and and see you later. But what's kind Time's of up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. At least at least I had chicken. <laughs> um, be a good attitude to have, I guess. I'd be very, so upset. Very glass half full. Especially <laughs> for those of us who oh, start like blinging man. out the, the decks, you buy all the gold cards and stuff. It's like, well, you don't really own those. Um and uh you you have the license to use it. And and granted, like you're the consumer, right? They're not gonna like want to take away your account. Yeah. Unless there's a good reason. But they want to keep their customers happy. Of course. <laughs> What's <laughs> crazy here, though, that's how and so why we that, keep on spending money, <laughs> right? But they have these servers set up, so there's four different servers, and your stuff does not carry over from one server to another. Mm-hmm. And so when they're shutting down the China server, like you just lose all your stuff. It's not like it's being transferred over to a different server; like it's just gone. Now, I think someone maybe Schmoopy said like. It's not gone, gone. It's like what do they call it, locked or, or whatever. Yeah, the like, official lingo that they used, and I can kind of skip ahead and say um, all account data and character data in each game is sealed. Mm. So it's there waiting for you, should someone pick up the ball and start the game again. Um, but I can tell you that um, from what I've heard from the from again people who are close to the Chinese community, um, they they assume that like. Blizzard is gone. That like they're they're just they're not getting their accounts again is the attitude they're taking. Or if it they are getting their accounts again, um, it's going to be a long time from now um, to get a new company. Uh, Soda said uh, Soda is the person I one of the the people I interviewed um, in the Chinese community. Um, he's, he's kind of like a acts on Twitter as an intermediary between the Chinese server and like the, what I'm going to call the Western servers, um, NA EU Asia. And he does a really good job of like sharing uh, meta reports and spicy deck lists and um, you know, who's, who's number one on the China server right now um, is the kind of thing that he'd update on his Twitter feed. And so he's, he's kind of hooked into both communities. And so he's, he was really approachable and awesome. And I I think can't think of enough for his insight, but uh, he said that basically the community at large assumes that they're like never seeing their accounts again. They just they're just they're going a bit off the basis that all right we're either have to play Hearthstone in, in a different way or like we're just we're done with the game. I would be livid. I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Anyways, let me let's let's back up. So you, I mean, you've got a lot of info here, and I have talked enough. I think. Do you want to get into? I mean, let's start out. Let's lay the the foundation. I think yeah, for your kind of fun facts and. And fun facts, just because this is how, like, I, I have so much to, like, think about and to say. And, like, I started peppering you guys in, like, your Discord and, like, questions for the cast section that I had to organize my thoughts on paper. And this is the best way I could do it. Um, so, like, people might not be aware because I know that I, I saw at least one person in the server who's just like, oh, they're shutting down the Asia server. So, so there are four servers that service Hearthstone at the moment. There's North America, Europe, and Asia, which I'm going to call the Western servers. And then there's a separate server completely for China. Yeah. So that on that server, which is um, currently being serviced through NetEase, is the server that is going to go down. 
it's the biggest server and we'll get into like raw numbers a little bit later but it's not only the biggest server majority of the players on that server play wild um this is i know it's true for magic the gathering um the asian markets tend to prefer eternal formats Mm -hmm. um the idea of a modern format or a format of like new cards that kind of like are constantly rotating while old cards are not deemed legal is sort of foreign culturally to them. Like that's that's kind of like a, a Western concept that never took hold in Asia. So it, it, the eternal formats in most card games tend to be more popular there than let's say like your standard format for us in Hearthstone. Yeah. Um, now what's really neat about the China server is it boasts a completely different meta that's usually cut off from the Western meta. Um, it's it's the again it's a larger server so it's got a lot of talent. Um, it's played at a very high level, but you see some crazy lists. Um, some of them can be creative. Um, some of them can be very tech heavy. There's like a there's a philosophical approach that some Chinese players have where they're just going to put um, a tech option for every bad matchup in their deck so that no matter what they queue into they have an out. And that's just like a, a cultural decision that they make. Um, or sometimes they're meta-breaking. Um, more than once, a deck that's really good in China has made its way over here and made an impact. Dark Glare originally was a Chinese deck, and they had it probably, like I want to say it was like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks before we did. Um, Miracle Rogue, maybe not in its current form, because it's been sort of refined by like Hijo and Corbett, um, but the Maestro version, where you had like the Fly Booter and the Finley, um, that was popular in China first. Um, they were playing Reno Shadow Thief Priest um, with a more of a thief approach um, very early in this set and said that it might be nerf-worthy very early in this set. Um, so they break the meta a lot of times and they find some really neat decks a lot of times, um, which is why I, I always kind of keep an eye on like what spice is coming from the China server. Um, what's kind of cute, and I think you guys have talked about this in the past when you had like Praise Chicken Drumstick on, uh, the nickname for Wild on the China server uh, was horse racing. Like they looked at it philosophically as like let's race to lethal. Let's see who beats who in lethal, as opposed to like a uh, a, a cat and mouse game. Um, you've talked about what NetEase does, so I don't need to go through that again. And um, that relationship is going to an end. Do you guys want to add anything before I start going through like the timeline of events and how? I heard that the uh, I heard that the official quote quote was that it was due to a jerk at blizzard <laughs> a jerk at yeah, blizzard. i think I, I think i've got it i think I've, i think i've got it so like november 16th we get this announcement of suspension of of blizzard services and that they're going to be limiting pre-orders for blizzard games in the near future and ben hearthstone um was the first person i saw to like sort of retweet that statement november 16th and be like oh this is kind of a big deal um yeah the next day NetEase released its autumn financial report and showed that the income from representing Blizzard games was less than 10% of its total income. And they also <laughs> stated that Blizzard's outrageous conditions made them unacceptable. So basically any kind of deal was unacceptable for them just because Blizzard's conditions were, were, were too stringent. Um, meanwhile, Activision, the same day, releases data that says only 3% of their revenue comes from mainland China. So my, my first question to you guys is what... what <laughs> When you see companies making these statements, what do you think is the larger game here? Like, what is the goal of making these statements to the public? Because I have, like, kind of two branching ideas as to what they can make. 
Well, I mean, I think as publicly traded companies, like they have to list financial, like shareholder data for their like they Blizzard has like quarterly reports anyways. Um, but there's always going to be spin doctors, right? So it's like, well, how do we soften the blow? And if we say, well, this isn't making us money anyways, like why are we even bothering? But yeah. it's a shame because such a, such a large number of people utilize the service. Um, it seems crazy to me that... Right? Sorry, go ahead, Hydra. I, I was just going to say it, that that figure of less than 3% of their revenue, that seems off. I don't know. That seems a little crazy to me that it's so low. And we we always have said right that wild is a lot less expensive than y'all think it is. <laughs> I mean, when the new set comes out and we use like ten cards from it. To, so to to kind of yes and what both of you are saying, truthfully, um, I, I, I think yes the uh, the numbers as since Blizzard Activision Blizzard is a publicly traded company, you know they're they're public, um, but also if the China server has so many more. Um, users not just in hearthstone but across the board of the activision blizzard properties but it makes up you know what was it three percent of of their profit um i think what they're trying to insinuate is that um the the agreement with netties was um kind of taking advantage of the blizzard properties uh, more than anything else which which i don't know if that's true but i think that that's the the kind of point that they were trying to drive home there is that there's so many people who are, you know, paying money for for these services way more than you know the the rest of the servers combined. Um, then why is it only three percent? Insinuation is that they're being taken advantage of. Um, I know that. Um, I know I kind of view it one. I, at the time, I viewed it one of two ways. Uh, one way I kind of looked at it was like, okay, well maybe this is like hardball negotiation tactics where both sides are kind of like putting stuff out into the public and seeing where the public moves with it. Like maybe this is like, I, they want to get a deal done, but they want some sort of public outcry to shift it one way or another. I it's the Sony Spider-Man stuff, right? <laughs> I think yeah. that's less likely than the yeah. second scenario, which I came up with, which is kind of like the Facebook post before you change your relationship status. <laughs> like this is like, this is like, these are messages to their next, possible business suitors that like listen this is why this is over there is some drama mm. we're done with it and so right. when like these two statements came out this is really when the chinese community kind of said oh wow okay so this is not happening and again it, if it's not happening now with net ease there are a couple companies that could step in and fill the void um but they would need to undergo a mandatory six-month review by the chinese government before they could take up the ball and run with it Right. So if like the relationship is ending now and Blizzard, let's say, starts that process now, you're still talking about not having access to your account for six months starting today or whenever they started that process, which is mm -hmm. uh, it's a long you're going to miss a set. You're going to miss at least one set. Right. And Unless so for I, some reason the that th we're only hearing about this more now and there has been, you know, closed door conversations with other companies already. And in the past, and something else to consider, too, is like the shop in China is different than the shop in the Western servers. Yeah. And like, I know that because um, I was asking, like, you know, friends who play WoW, how like there's 
there's a super rare amount that's like max gold and you can only get it doing a certain thing um, on, let's say, like Western WoW servers. But in China, you can just like pay 20 bucks for it. Like it's just that wasn't one of the gimmicks that they went all in. Hmm. So like who knows how much they actually would make from the Chinese market if not only do you have this, you know, additional, like Sheep said, this additional, like maybe some some revenues taken a cut from by net ease, but also like how much more or less expensive is the product when they're shipping it out there, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's something to consider. Um, I, mean, I don't know, anything you guys wanted to add in before I move on in the timeline? Not really, but I just like, I was talking to a buddy at work over the past week kind of about this, um, who's works in IT and uh, was was saying that, yeah, I mean, that's just how um, China works is that you have to partner mm-hmm. with with a, a, a business over there to get your product out. And they've got a bunch of rules and regulations and things that they are not going to budge on. And so it's like, hey, if you want to do business, you want to do business yeah if if you want to do business in china then then you do have to kind of partner partner up with a, a another with a chinese company which which of course will take a, a cut of the profit um and it sounds like you have to follow their rules <laughs> right and possibly, yeah. possibly some have some have stated in the past your intellectual property as well but this is just not really a politics podcast this is a hearthstone podcast but that's that's always been kind of one of the concerns with doing business this way with china as well um so let's move on in the in the timeline um so november 23rd they plan on closing registration and purchases on cn battlenet so any um any kind of like purchases they were going to make in game are now frozen you can't you're not going to be able to make them um from november 23rd to november 22nd uh january 23rd um, basically 23rd to 23rd, including through December. The game still remains updated as as updated as other servers. But like I imagine like if you wanted to get the pre-order um, two days ago, uh, that was your last chance in China. Otherwise, right. you're, you're not getting the pre-order for the set. And then last but not least, um, basically uh, on the 24th of January, uh, China Battle.net and China game servers are going to be shut down. All account data and character data will be sealed. Um, but again, prospects for that being unsealed are very up in the air and very uncertain as to when that would happen, how that would happen, who would pick up the ball and run with it, um, you know, and who's going to go from there. So, so a lot of Chinese players were kind of like really despondent at that news. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, what would you guys do next if your account was locked? Was my next question to the cast, but I think Nate kind of already. Nate and you guys kind of already put like I, I just got a complete correct collection myself. Um, yeah, I, I used a bunch of battle pass gold and kind of just went all in and just kind of was just like, all right, let's just let's just finish this sucker. Let's use the dust. Um, yeah. the battle pass has been so good for us, which was controversial two years ago, but it's, it, I think it's been a success since. Um, but like, how would you feel if one of your your babies got locked down, Hydra? Oh well. This can go one of two ways. Um, I am not a stranger to starting new accounts. So. Um, <laughs> no, you are not. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, I'm like, okay with doing that. However, I do have a full collection on NA. And if that ever did go away, I can't help but think I might feel a little jaded. 
you know, like, like, are you kidding me? Like I have put since like the last seven years into this, right? Like, and at that point I may feel actually like I would want to walk away yeah, because I like, this is the thing that you've put so much time and effort into having a podcast about it. Like all this stuff, like it, there's a chance that I would be so upset that I said, fine. I might say, fine. You know what? There's a lot of games <laughs> like maybe I'll play something else. Um, I, I, I think that is, that's might be where I went, where I would go with it. At the same time, I'm not a stranger to starting new accounts. I probably would, if I lived in China, I guarantee you I would probably already have an NA account. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and it'd be like, ha- like half full already. So I'd be like, oh, I guess I'm stuck with that one. <laughs> so for me, I, it may not actually be that, that bad. Uh, Sheep, how would you feel? Man... I would feel really despondent. I don't know if I would start an, another account because I would be worried that that one would be taken away too. Um, and that all of the, you know, time, money, um, you know, resources, be they time or money or both, um, could just be, pull, you know, the rug could be pulled out from under me kind of at any point, um, you know, being in, you know, the, the America server, I'm not so much worried about that. Um, whereas, especially if it actually happened, I, I feel like those concerns would be like tripled. Um, so, so I, I, I don't know that I would start another one and I'd probably move on to a different game altogether. Truthfully. Yeah. How, you wanna yeah. Tell me, what would you do if your stuff, stuff got locked down? Yeah, I'd be really upset, especially as a collector. I mean, I think I've been playing for a long time and I buy all the stuff, right? At some point, I mean, this is probably a bad philosophy, but like I have everything, right? Like I'm not missing anything except maybe a couple of like super exclusive card backs, but like been around for a long time. I have all the stuff. They release a skin. I don't even like it that much and I'll buy it just because I have everything else. Like may as well have the complete collection, right? If I knew that my account was going to be offline for at least six months and I was going to not be able to get a whole bunch of stuff or participate in stuff, I'd be really upset. And I'd be like, well, maybe I'm just done with this. Like, hey, how much money could I save? You know, (laughs) I mean, it's if it could transfer to a different server, like, okay, that's unfortunate, but okay. I could use a VPN, I could do, you know, whatever, but you have to start a brand new account on a, on a new server from scratch. Like, no way. I don't think I could handle it. I'd be, I'd be pretty upset. I just realized I am prepared for this to happen. (laughs) 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 So luckily um, for Chinese players, I thought there'd be some barrier for them to like register on Western servers. Like they were locked into using the China server, but in reality, it's really easy for them to use Western servers. There isn't even like a language barrier. Um, I think there's like a Taiwanese uh, language option, which is like close enough to Mandarin that like you can kind of figure it out and get along and, and start uh, a new account. Hmm. Um, it makes you pick like a new country of origin though. And a lot of them are picking Argentina because it's like the cheapest to start there. So they're, oh, really? they're, they're picking Argentina because of the, the, the currency is just like it's giga inflation right now. 
And like poor, poor Tom Carter, who sometimes in our chat is just like, no, if they keep doing this, they're going to do what they did to Steam. They're going to raise <laughs> the prices again. But yeah, they, uh-huh. they're, they're picking. Uh, they're start. They're they're like picking. Oh well, let's let's go to like Argentina because that's like got the lowest prices right now. That's hilarious um, for a, of all the reasons. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean they, they're just like all right. Well, I mean we're gonna we're gonna try to save money here. Um, now one of the biggest hurdles, especially for like you're talking about the most engaged giga spikes that like do spend money to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, even though while I think we all agree it doesn't require a lot, especially with no, the no, it really does not. Yeah. Um, but uh, Western servers don't accept payment methods that you would use on the China server. So there's mm-hmm. uh, two payment methods: AliPay, WeChat. We have like Google Pay. We have Apple Pay. I'm assuming like you know we can go through Amazon and use Amazon coins. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of options for us that aren't available yet for. Um, Chinese users, but now if the China server gets closed down and maybe Blizzard sees an opportunity, maybe all of a sudden those options become available. Who knows? Um, so a lot of these new GigaSpike players are going to either start free to play, or they're going to have to get help translating the money from payment services there that they use to a payment service that they can use in the Blizzard shop. Mm. And I don't, I don't know how many people are willing to do that for them, but that's that's something that Soto was saying was just like you know it. You know they're they're locked out of um they're locked out of using typical payment methods you'd use in China. So like you're you're starting at free to play. Like they could transfer, say, a friend money, and that friend could gift them stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. you, right, right, and then and you kind of like do it that way, right? Is is what they'd have to do. Um, I actually have a question specific to Hydra. Um, hmm. As somebody who has multiple accounts, can you explain this concept of latency in performance? When you play on a server like Asia, like how it affects your gameplay, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. I don't know all the technical ins and outs of it, but I don't either. Um, uh, it and it it depends on like some months. It's fine. Sometimes a day, it's fine. Other times, especially when I tried to play on Asia, which I guess would be the furthest away, I have major issues where. I'll be playing against an opponent. I will just barely get to play my turn and I will get the you're reconnecting to your game little pop up like right on the screen. You've disconnected trying to reconnect to your game and it can be brutal to try to finish the game because you get to just like throw your cards. You're hoping that you won't stay disconnected for so long. You're going to miss your next turn. And for somebody who's constantly trying to do all of their dailies and at least hit like D10 or D5 over on Asia every single month, it is when it when it gets like that, it's a major pain and it's just not fun. So I can only imagine if your only option is to say play on NA or Asia or EU or whatever server they're going to hop onto, if it's like that for them. There's no way that that's fun because when when it's like that, I don't feel like playing, and yeah. probably can't play decks like Miracle Rogue, which require a pretty high APM. No, yeah. you wouldn't be able to because uh, sometimes I'm just able to finish my turn by throwing out a couple cards and hitting end turn. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of like all I get, and then the the game like resets. I reconnect, and I'm I know I'm ticking off my opponent because I'm probably roping every single turn and totally not meaning to. Right. 
So um, as far as like what server Chinese players would pick if they were going to move, um, so to give me a lot of insight on that, um, Asia would be the best performance, the least amount of latency, but it's the worst competitive atmosphere. It's a, it's such a small server. Um, for for size context, October 2022 uh, had like 1,500 players hit Wild Legends on Asia. It was a little bit more than that, I think, but like around there. For uh, Europe, the latency isn't awful, um, and it's also the most competitive, the largest server uh, in their mind. In October 2022, um, you had 5,500 people hit Wild Legends in Europe. Um, on NA, which um, NA, unlucky, uh, we're kind of have the worst latency, but also are not the most competitive. Um, we're a little bit smaller than EU. We had 3,599 people hit Legends. Uh, I was third from bottom. That's how I know. Um, You can look back and check out out the data. Um, What's awesome about this is we're going to be able to track population uh, from here on out and see, like, especially an event like this, how many people grow. And uh, one of the things I asked Soto is just like, all right, so, um, you know, how many people do you think hit legend in a given month in wild on the China server? And he took a while to get back to me. And I was like a little bit, I was a little bit worried. I was like, you guys have to like do like a, like census, manual census taking, like I used to do, where basically somebody just concedes until they stop losing ranks, and you just assume that that's pretty close to the bottom. And I don't think I, I don't think I ever actually hit true bottom because I think there were some bots who might have been like 20, 50 losses into negative rank one that I was just never going to catch them, which is why I always post my my findings on Twitter as a as an estimate. But he estimates that thirty five thousand people hit legends in wild on the China server. So. Yeah, to go through the numbers again, you're talking about 1,500 on Asia, 5,500 on EU, 3,500, 3,600 on NA. Add those up and you're still not a third of the way to the China server. As far as players that hit legends, this is not including what Which we Which is a very small percentage of players. The, yeah, la- right? the, the larger percentage of players right on the server as a whole never hit legend, right? Like that's like if you hit legend, you're one. You're considered what the top is it one percent, two percent, three percent? That old graphic that we saw a while ago when they like broke down. Okay, well if you're at this rank, you're amongst the yeah. percentage of players. Yeah, it was like less that? than one percent. Yeah, it was yeah. before we had the old. You know, we had the old system where like you know month reset, you dropped five ranks or whatever, and you had to get them back up again. So, um, you know, we are possibly talking about a massive migration of players from this server coming in a flood to our servers, which I think can be a positive, like a coalescing wild inch under one roof could be really, really good. Right. Like the, the, the wild queue joke where it's like, you know, you're, you get to high enough legend or a high enough MMR and you have to wait multiple minutes to find a match. Like this might be a solution to that where that wasn't a problem. Um, but uh, like, how large is that migration going to be? Who's going to make that migrate migration? Like, I think a casual player is less likely to make the migration, right? Like, they're probably going to just take their ball and go home and play something else. Yeah, if you're um, just playing on your cell phone on your coffee break, you're probably not doing that. You're probably not. You're probably not going through the effort. It's probably it's probably too yeah. much effort to keep playing Wild Hearthstone. Um, but um, you know, I can say that two days. After the announcement that Blizzard was suspending, um, you know, its its agreement with NetEase, 
there were two people in the top, two Chinese players with new accounts in the top eight on EU already getting up there. <laughs> um, now, when I look at the NA top ladder, um, I maybe recognize half the names. There's a lot of people kind of coming out of nowhere. And the thought is, given certain like naming projections, um, they're probably Chinese players. And they're doing like really savvy stuff. Like um, they're, they're doing some really savvy stuff. Like uh, they're, they're playing Miracle Rogue, but they're cutting their percentages with Miracle Rogue and also playing Pirate Rogue or Pillager Rogue. So you're never sure which Rogue they're, you're queuing into oh, competitively. Oh, oh, oh. Sneaky. And so genius. Pirate, Pirate Rogue is a worse deck. But if you miss your mulligan and don't mulligan correctly, all of a sudden you have found yourself from a favorable matchup to an unfavorable matchup. And so a lot of them are doing that and having success doing that. Um, like I, I'm mourning the loss or the brain drain of like players on the China server walking away. But I think right now what we're seeing is um, definitely already we're starting to see the influence of the China server going into hibernation and people starting their new accounts now and starting to enter the fray and be competitive now. And challenging household names and great players that we know now on their own turf. And it's going to be really fascinating to see. We've already seen an Enhanced Meccano in a Miracle Road list. <laughs> it's, already, it's already gotten there. So, like, I, I'm so excited to see Probably. How, they make, how they make the, uh, the sausage there. Um, <laughs> the, the other thing that I think is worth probably bringing to a wider discussion is you guys remember how when Ixar used to talk to us on Twitter, like during yeah mm -hmm. during the, the the Demon Seed era or during Dark Lair, and there was always double talk, and even talked about it a little bit of State of Wild. Um, you know the 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 I think it was just Corbett and Get Me Out when they were running that, but like Raffle might have been in um, as a temporary guest interviewing Ixar. They got a great interview for Ixar. They did a great job. Um, and he opened up about how when they're looking at wild, a lot of how they are catering or like how they feel about nerfs is sort of catered to rightly or wrongly um, the China server because it's where the majority of the players are. Yeah, they they in XR's view, they did not like seeing cards changed. Um, you know, they like their eternal formats, like I stated before, in eternal formats, you have very few changes. So by and large, like we as like the loud Western servers being like, hey, Dark Lair's a problem. This needs to be fixed. Hey, Dark Lair's a problem. This needs to be fixed. Hey, Demon Seed's a problem. This needs to be fixed. Um, the resistance to that was always that, well, they didn't want to anger China. And so now if that player is no longer in the game and the Chinese players are in the same servers that we are, how does that change the dynamics of how mm. wild and balanced? Yeah, I think I think that's a, like a broader discussion that's worth having. How do you guys think that like where does it go from here now? I would imagine that they would be less hesitant to to make nerfs and and card changes because that's what the um, Western servers are kind of used to and 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 clamoring for. Um, and if the huge population in China is no longer, um, you know, providing counter pressure. Um, you know, only the the kind of minority of folks who are VPNing in. Uh, good discussion discussion in chat on whether or not that's legal for them to do in in China, uh, which is a great question. Um, you know, it, no, so there's no. Uh, so to so to clarify that, there's no prohibition for them to start a new account on a Western server. 
they're, okay. they're, they're, it's not illegal at all. Okay. Which I was surprised about. I yeah. thought that like there'd be some, like they'd want everything in house for a reason and they'd punish you if you go outside a house. And so it assures me, no, there's no, there's no prohibition whatsoever. They're allowed to make an account wherever they want. It's just, it doesn't have the same support as it would on the China server. Hmm. That hmm. makes sense. Um, so while there's not a, a barrier to entry into those, um, I imagine that we're, <laughs> I doubt that all 35,000 legend, uh, players are, are making the, the, you know, new accounts, et cetera. Um, so with the much lower number, um, of, of the, the kind of Chinese contingency kind of putting that counter pressure on, I imagine that we may actually see a more curated eternal format, um, which I think would be a good thing, but I, I also am you know, <laughs> not, not of the, the, the ilk that is, is, is wanting everything to, to be in that kind of eternal format. So, so it kind of makes sense. It's interesting. And I think it really kind of depends on how many people migrate and, and to where, like, I love the idea of having a lot more people playing wild because it shakes things up. It makes it, you know, the the variety of decks would be bigger the number of people on ladder or in legend would be bigger and it maybe it's more of a challenge or whatever and so i could see um some some potential silver lining there but it all just depends on how many people migrate over and where do they go um to, are they coming to na or or eu or where and um you know what happens i I don't know. I mean, I can see some potential upside to it, but I feel bad about people having to reset from from nothing. I imagine even to kind of create some rudimentary decks, there's a financial component to it because you've got to buy a bunch of stuff to dust to create, you know, whatever it is. I, I think a lot of the big decks that we're playing are not too expensive. If we go back to the Tempo Storm... Um, wild meta snapshot like the reno decks are are kind of expensive maybe even the free shaman where right now but uh yeah reno's core brand's core like it's got some we've got some core reno cards right now so that's like probably not as bad as it used to be shadow reaper anduin for a brief moment in time will be core for a little bit longer yeah only for a little while though right the rotation is not too far away I will say decks like Miracle Rogue, even Shaman, Secret Mage, um, Pirate Rogue are not that expensive. Some of your other ones that are like your your Reno builds, or so Reno Priest, Free Shaman, um, the, all the Druid decks are probably more dust heavy. Anything more aggressive isn't very expensive. Typically, no. Low, yeah. Low low amount of legendaries. Like Pirate Rogue has what two? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Run smite. Some people cut Smite. And run smite and, that or don't run anything but don't any any legendary top end smite and patches are what i was running but yeah i mean you could do without i um i wonder if like if we get enough chinese players to come over and wild population ticks up enough do we see a wild open finally again if there's i mean if there's all these years even if we be cut cool. say we cut you know 30 40 percent of the players oh but like man. If you get, you know, if NA Legend now is 15,000 people and EU Legend is, you know, 15,000 people, 20,000 people, like, oh, you know, maybe that changes something. 
Um, I don't know. It, it, it's tricky because I think China tends to keep their stuff very locked down. But if they're all playing on a different server that is less restrictive, then and the numbers are artificially inflated, but it's still people playing, and that's the preferred format. Like maybe they will get something. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, we, we also. Might be- we might be seeing like you know the, the moment where wild comes to par with standard if we get enough people to come over which would be really interesting i i'll tell you what i i would i kind of love the idea of having a bunch more people in legend because right now like if i hit legend i usually land like right in top 100 and then it's like well why should i play but if i hit legend and i'm you know 5000 it's like oh all right well now i want to keep climbing like there's more incentive 11x, to... goodbye <laughs> right yeah, yeah, to... well, see, uh, there's two thoughts thoughts right like the 11x in theory would get easier to get if we have more people like the, the the line gets lower right but something culturally that at least is coming from like these highly engaged chinese players that are coming over first like the ones that are you know cracking top 20 you know top 200 kind of like top end players top 200 in china there's little to no camping like there's no culture of camping if hmm. you're using you're losing mmr and you're dropping in the ranks so they like wow. so the, the the top is a bunch of grinders like they they grind the best decks to a dust and they are skilled the best decks um so like you could see like a fundamental like i know i see a lot in like born to be wild servers or like some of my meme servers like somebody finally gets in range of 11x and they're just like well i guess i'm gonna camp now Right. And there's kind of like a, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a, a camping culture, at least amongst some of the NA players I know. And I've been told, like, by, like, I, I had this discussion with Otters and Otters is like, ah, I think that happens less than you think. But I think there are a lot of people who stop playing once they get where they want to get. And they're not going to be able to do that if we get enough people that are coming in and are being that competitive that quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Which is another like interesting like dynamic shakeup that might happen. Like I, I saw one Reddit post. I, I don't think we've made the show notes, and it probably shouldn't. But it was basically a Reddit post about somebody basically saying, "Well, like you know, the eight of the top ten players right now on INA, it's Reddit, so like don't take any statistics seriously." But they're basically saying, "Well, they're all playing Miracle Rogue, and they're playing it perfectly, and now is our opportunity to unite as a server." And say that uh, we should get this deck nerfed, but it kind of had like some like 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 icky, you know, sort of xenophobic kind of feels to it, whether it was meant to be written that way or not. Um, just sort of assuming that, yeah, all the Chinese players are just playing Miracle Rogue. Um, but like, it, there is going to be like, if if the culture is as they play a bunch of games, and the culture is is like, no, we're going to spam the best decks. We're not going to be cute. We're not going to be Corbett and like. Q top three with like Nagaboon priests. Like that's not going to happen. That's going to be a significant shakeup for the top meta and what that looks like and maybe how fun some of our big names really find the game. Like you might see some big names topple from exhaustion from just being like the grind's not worth it. Um, The content's not worth it. Just, or just yeah, like, yeah, I mean, or this like it gives put some wind in their sails and makes the grind like even more interesting to their viewers and and whatnot, right? Versing all these people like they're used to seeing uh, people like 
Corbett queue into the same people over and over again in top 200, top 100, top 50. There's going to be new names up there. You hope it's going to be a very yeah. better experience, finally, right? Because that was something else that Soda gave um, some insight into is there's no counter queuing and there's there's very little like there's very little counter queuing meaning like okay i've played so and so so many times on mine rogue uh i'm going to queue up odd warrior because they're on the server at the same time right now i'll probably hit them and get a free win um that doesn't happen in china at all like there's just too many players Hmm. um even the top players aren't queuing into each other consistently enough that they can reliably swap decks and say okay i can swap to this deck and i can and i can try to win um so like you know the counter queuing sniping isn't really culturally viable on the china server right now now does our population ever grow enough that like at that top percentage it's the same way where it's like you're not seeing the same you know you're not seeing corbett queue into offer six times in a stream right like maybe maybe it's going to be different where it's like he doesn't have to consider aggro druid as 25% of his meta, which yeah. is kind of nutty at the top level. Huh. I don't know. I, I think it's really, I think it's, it's really fascinating. And I, I'm happy that some of the big brains are coming here and are going to like make their spicy decks here. Um, yeah. But like, this is more than just like a, let's just, what's the big deal? Who cares? Shutting down in China. It's not going to infect my, my gaming experience. I, I think that it can't be farther from the truth as far as what the possible outcomes are coming and, and like what the fallout could be. There's always a ripple effect. We just don't know what it's going to be yet. But I think, like you said, if they're anticipating losing accounts in late January, like they're not going to wait, right? They're going to do stuff now and, and we'll start seeing it sooner than later. So... Yeah, I want to say I want to say like you know EU has a bunch of Chinese players already in the top ten. Uh, you said you said hey, I checked Twitter and Soda hit one himself on right. EU. So I will like, say, well, I do I do want to say like one caveat though. I remember when everyone when like the Reva Ryan thing was going around, right, and everyone was creating brand new accounts. And like on a brand new account, you have no established like history or MMR. And if you're doing good, like you will sail through those ranks, and yeah. and you will and and you will hit like uh you know a higher legend rank or whatever than you would just because you don't have this history of of MMR to to deal with. Um, and so it's it, I feel like it's artificially inflated a little bit, but not to discount like. I mean, so does an incredible player. And oh. if you, you know, you take a good player with a good deck and uh, some free time, like, yeah, you can, you can grind and hit legend relatively quick, especially on a brand I, new account. So I remember Keith numbers when he was still doing like, like quote unquote, Reaver Ryer runs, but he was doing different ones. He did the, um, he did Hijo's version that was just coming out the combo fatigue demon seed list where you were like discarding a bunch of hand and after the demon seed was down and so the fatigue damage you took um was now being put on the opponent and it was like ignoring like the pain lock giant stuff at all it was just going pure survival healing combo you in fatigue um which had a different matchup but was also like s tier one of the strongest decks ever he actually he did his account on eu and his win rate was so high and his MMR spike was so high, he actually entered 
one spot above Hijo on the leaderboard, which was <laughs> wow. Like he knocked Hijo from six down to seven or something like that. It was an amazing. It was an amazing uh, screenshot of just like he literally like took the sausage, the brand new sausage that was made, and rode that new account, like you said. And, and like yeah, you know, listen, the MMR spike doesn't just happen um, for new accounts. I think it happens for any player that's not uh, playing a format regularly that has a higher skill cap than the MMR that we have. Like I think part of the reason why we aren't taken seriously sometimes by standard players or standard streamers is they play wild once every four months or so and then rmr is garbage so they're queuing into decks that i would queue into that are like flat 10 players and they're just like wild's easy everybody's playing zany decks yeah. nobody's being taken seriously and yeah. so like their their mmr evens out a little bit and they get to diamond five and now i'm watching no hands get slapped around playing secret mage by you know, some people who actually know how to play around the deck as opposed to like, you know, oh, here's the 30th mill druid in a row. Um, so, you know, I, I, you're not wrong that that's definitely a concern, except these players are entering at high ranks and then winning more games and getting higher on the ladder. So like they're entering at that MMR and they're not camping. They're still competing at that level and proving that like, yeah, we, we belong here. Um, go you ahead, are so sir. right. Oh, I was just going to say to like confirm what, what you're saying there. When I let my Asia account drop to, uh, I think, because I was having those latency issues that we were talking about, or I let it drop to five stars or something like that and started playing again. And that's when I had my ridiculous like 40, or it was like 30, 20, it was 29 game win streak is what it was. 29 before I lost one. And you're I hit wild a, card. Like you're you're literally yeah. queuing into yeah. wild card in the exactly yeah and 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 I I hit a hard wall at about diamond two at that point I was no longer hitting the goofy decks it was very difficult at that point and then I started beating my head against the wall win loss win loss win loss over and over again but yeah it was a, I completely sailed so that's the exact. Um, not even theory that you're talking about. Like, it's a fact. It happens, right? Standard players will come over and play every once in a while and sail their way through the ranks. That's why. Yep. Um, so, uh, do you guys remember when... Uh, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. When Wildside used to host that West versus East tournament? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they yeah, had, yeah, yeah. They would, they would do a cutoff, like, top eight on NA or something like that, or a top whatever across these servers um or top i i forget what the cutoff was but it was basically i want to say it was like top one or two in asia and then they did like i think top three maybe from eu and na just to even it out um china was doing like literally like a playoff like they'd have a bunch of people join a bracket and those people would all play each other and whoever came out of that bracket would then um you know enter the west versus east tournament like you hear you hear stories of like some tournaments in China where like they're all day Hearthstone tournaments where there's literally 200 people registered in a room playing on laptops and they slowly get whittled down little by little. And like the players that come out of that are not only just skilled players, but there's also like there's a grinding aspect, right? Like that's a that is a that is a mental and physical challenge that you're coming through. So like it, 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 it's really um you know, I, I, I want to outline how competitive we could see the top of ladder become with some amazing players that hop in. Um, 
players that are so good that they can get away with running starfish and pirate rogue uh, <laughs> or enhance the mechano and miracle rogue because they right, can, right, like, right, right. so good that they just skill difference people they play against starfish yeah. <laughs> um, the last point i had was um i i do worry that maybe this is a a loss of influence for wild if you if the overall result is there are fewer people playing the format um and a reduced percentage of players in general playing wild like across the board um does that do the opposite of giving us influence does that reduce our influence and i guess it's a big part of like it's it's going to come down to how many people make the switch and how big do the servers grow um but that's like i think that's it could go the other way right like we could see Fewer nerfs, be further away from a wild open, see fewer wild brawlisms. Um, though I know they have been tr- sort of trending the other way currently, but like, you know, y- you could see it the other way, right? Where you just say, well, we don't have to worry about China server anymore. We don't really have to care about wild. They're curating it because just it's such a small percentage of our bottom line. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to Thanks. see. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. If the stats that they were providing were, accurate and that they were only seeing three percent you know of their profit from china and then you know those players come over here and people are dumping more resources than than they were getting before into our format um i I think that the trend would kind of be the other way in in providing more um attention uh resources in into our format because they're actually seeing more profit uh from from us so i'd I think it, it would trend the other way, but also only time will tell. Like we'll we'll have to see. I just love the fact that we can see the whole legend ladder now. Like, yeah, like I, I'm probably going to expand my i i i stopped doing like the like here's where I think it goes until like oh well here's the number uh, now on on Twitter. Yeah. I think I might expand that to all three servers just to keep an eye with with like the trend. So like what was yeah. last month? What is this month? Just to track to see if we see the population swell or does it stay the same i mean it you're going to see trends anyway where like it's a new set coming out you're probably going to get an extra 1000 to like 500 people on an a, NA specifically i know just from experience um are going to hit legend in the first month because they're going to be you know engaged with the product they're going to like their deck they're going to have the appetite to grind it out in the meta um but next month is going to be interesting because it's going to be one of those rare times for standard it's not a new meta right because they did the they did the the death knight stuff um sorry knights of the frozen throne it's all like dropping in in standard so it's not a new meta for them but for us it's like in wild it's the same meta three months in a row for the like the first day one and that doesn't happen often so i don't know how many people are going to be all that stressed out about like well let's grind out a few more games and what has kind of been post mini set i'd say a little bit more of a grindy meta like i don't know if people are really have the appetite for that so we're going to see a big boost i think between like this month and and maybe like january well yeah it'll certainly be interesting i guess we'll have to watch and see what happens um and yeah i mean we're not too far apart like the end of the month is only a week away so yeah even less Next Thursday is the the first. I got some games to play. <laughs> yeah, go get them. Yeah, I think I stalled out at um only like plat. I stopped at like platinum ten on Asia right now, so I got to hop back on and uh, 
play a, a lot more games. I mean, I still got all like bonus stars left. So, but I've I've been being a little lazy with uh, the fact that you can infinitely grind mercs now with tasks that I've been doing it like crazy. I've spent like every evening in the last couple of weeks like doing that. It's ridiculous. How are you liking mercs now? Post post the changes, are you are you? I guess it's more popular for you because I I've seen some like zombies are a friend of the podcast for mm-hmm. sure. It's like completely dis disenchanted with the with the mode as far as just like the changes are not good enough. Um, the the coin the coin swap is a joke and like not it really is a joke because I the only time it's it's good is if it actually rolls and lands on something I need it to land on, right? Because it only gives you two options and it like you're more than likely gonna whiff on it actually being something you need it to be for. Um but the closer I you get to the the finish line, it's gonna end up landing on stuff that you need it for, right? Um but like it, it's landing on mercs that I still haven't completed task one. So like it doesn't make any sense like oh yeah let's give me those coins no I'm gonna get those coins like naturally sure. just by completing their tasks sometimes it it's landed on I think it was Valera that I was like waiting and waiting and waiting to get like I needed just a small amount to max that out just to get like the last like upgrade and um, it landed on there I'm like yes <laughs> guys. <Nice>. <laughs> Um, so like it, it does happen, but it's a joke. I thought it would be, you know, just trade it for whatever. You're gonna have this currency. You can just buy whatever coins you need. No, it's, it's not the case. However, the fact that your tasks don't disappear, like you can just infinitely grind tasks. You can do it all day long if you wanted. Before, as soon as you completed them, they disappear until the next day, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Or you get the mysterious stranger, luckily, and, and whatnot. But because I know, like, some people were just like, "This is this is too little, too late. This isn't worth my time." And I well, I, I, well for me, I I stopped early enough that for me, it's a great upgrade because I didn't continue on. Like, I had sort of given up on the mode. Um, so for me, it it works out, and it's really good while I'm just watching TV. Yeah, it's good for the players who haven't like kind of maxed out already or aren't just grinding the brand new stuff. Um, Better than it used to be, for sure. Plus, um, it actually makes you not need to spend money on the mode, to be honest. Because you just grind the tasks so much that it, when you get to the last three tasks, like you get a pack for those last three. And so if you have six mercs in your party and you get them all to task 15, 16, 17, 18, or whatever. 16, 17, 18, I think, are the, the ones you get them for. You're rolling three packs for each one of those as you're crossing those thresholds. So you're opening packs constantly while you're playing the mode now. Yeah. Uh, that part is enjoyable. Yeah, the opening packs. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, bunch of, a bunch of free packs. A bunch of free packs. It was a bummer. Yeah. Oh, that I love end, that. They ended the uh, the Rattlegore event a week early. Like, Oops. Oops. Uh, yeah. Apparently, they're going to do something to "quote unquote" make up for it, but what hmm. that is, I, I don't know. We'll, Did we'll an see. Did injury hit a button, or was it like deck text spilling coffee again? Have they? Uh, they said it. Well, it was miscommunication. Is I think what it was. It was always to. intended to end on the the twenty second, but I think they miscommunicated the end date. 
as the 29th. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. So everybody thought they Whoopsies. had an extra week when they didn't. <laughs> Unlucky. Big yikes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's their bad. They know it, so they'll do something. Just give us all the shiny one for free. <laughs> <laughs> hey, then I would actually have it, even though I haven't properly touched the mode in months. <laughs> I play it for 28 minute intervals <laughs> and I just can't beat this first mission. I don't know what it is. Like no matter what I do, I just can't beat it. And then like I concede cause like, even though I haven't played any cards, it's really like tough for me. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I, in theory load it up again for another 28 minutes or something. <laughs> no matter how hard you tried, it all fell apart. It just oh. didn't work out, man. I did find that there's a turn limit in the mode though. Uh, I yeah, because I was I was doing the thing where you summon the stupid fish, fish or whatever with yeah. with Cookie and and I needed to like deal a certain amount. I can't remember which task it was. I needed to deal. I had to charge up this one attack by doing frost attacks. I had to keep charging it and then till I could shoot a big one and do a certain amount of damage. So I had to keep doing that over and over. So I was just like ice lancing these things over and over again to charge my attack. And then I could kill a fish with the big attack. Anyway, I was doing that on a final boss and then eventually just everything blew up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what just happened? I had like all these fish on the board. <laughs> did you get like a mission failed or like, how do they treat that? Uh, I still I was getting credit for what I was doing, okay. uh, which, which which was nice. But um, I just had to because you get in, in like you have to kill the enemy and make sure you still have fish. Right. right. And I, so like I was I was in just in a good groove. It's not really that hard to get yourself back into that position. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was just kind of like annoying at the time. No big deal, really. But it, it was a lot of turns because I. I think I did that for about like half an hour straight. So I, until <laughs> it finally happened. I don't know how many turns it actually was though. Jeez. Whoopsie. Some of those tasks, <laughs> some of those tasks are, are horrible. Absolutely some, horrible. They've reworked some, but yeah, some of them are pretty bad. But anyway, it, it, in general, it's, it's definitely a positive. And I feel people that, let's say like too little too late kind of thing. Um, This is something that they could have, they could have just given it to us like this in the first place. But I mean, they're not, they're not perfect either. They're people just like us. They're, they're learning. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you, you didn't know that you had no idea. I had no clue. I thought they were (laughs) sheeple. Uh Uh Well, let's we're we're going down a rabbit hole. Uh, let's wrap up the show, and we can we can chat more about whatever we want um, off off air. But I did want to say thank you so much for Schmoopy Daddy coming out to talk Chinese Meta Report with us, or, or thank you. I guess Chinese like Meta news yes. and and the whole deal, mm-hmm. and kind of speculate on how things are going to go. And I think we just have to watch and see what happens from here. And and we'll keep tabs on it and and report back. Um, before you, uh, before we wrap up the show proper, any any shout outs you want to give, or where people can find you, or or anything that you want to say? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I want to really thank uh, Soda again for the time that he gave me. Uh, yeah, like absolutely. I, I like slipped into his DMs and was just going like, "Hey, 
I'm going to be on a podcast and I'm going to talk about this stuff. And I think it's a really big deal. Um, do you mind answering some questions for me? And he was nothing but um, open and forthcoming about, um, you know, all the information and especially like some eye opening stuff that like the majority of them would probably want to go to EU just because of like latency issues and like the, it being more competitive and like the fact that like, Oh no, they can start an account wherever they want. There's no actual lawful penalty to do that. Um, you know, just like little details like that. I, I want a big thing out to uh, thank you to Soda and a, and a big shout out to any Chinese players making their migration to NA. Love to have you. Please share your spicy deck lists. Um, I, I run Finley, Evocation, and Conjurer's Calling, Cadgar, <laughs> all because of you. And uh, I want to, and I, I actually, that next month, I might hit. Um, I might hit legend with warlock finally with a Chinese inspired, uh, Mechathune list. That's all built around. It cuts the, it cuts the mithril rods and go and only has one backfire and goes all in on tongue tampering and imps impending catastrophe. It even, even runs two tiny desk imps. So you can do silly things like desk imp, desk imp, imp shipments, draw five cards and then plague of flames and aggro board away. So I'm really excited to try and cool. finally hit legend with the with a you know with a warlock deck and honestly a, a majority of my enjoyment in this game comes from like playing new and different stuff and like a, a lot of times that comes from china so that's welcome that, yeah. that, uh bring your cool zany stuff and uh hope you get your accounts up to speed so that we see the best of you that that deck sounds really interesting oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> Good well, there you go. Because, like, this is just uh, this is right? out of pocket. This is, this it's is, out of control. Yeah, this is out of control. You can't become a dad soon enough. Well, he can. He can. But he's definitely prepared that he can legally make these claims. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, well, you know how it goes. Wiser words were never spoken. You heard that on. More to be. Wild. <laughs> Perfect. Got him. So is your Good face. Show, I hope.